happy Thursday afternoon to you. The time right now, 3.36. Jeff Andreas in for NL News Day. Vaccine passports. Of course, this is a hot-button issue right now. How are people feeling about vaccine passports? And, of course, this comes on the heels of the earlier news of this week, the BC vaccine card or vaccine certificate, whatever word you want to use for it, coming into effect September the 13th across British Columbia to access non-essential services. Most people are going to have to show, actually everyone is going to have to show, that they are having at least one shot of a COVID-19 vaccine. That's starting on September the 13th. And then on October 24th, you'll have to prove that you are double vaxxed to go into many of these non-essential areas. So how are British Columbians feeling about all of this? Well, a new poll from Research Co. looks into just that. And the president joins me now, Mario Canseco. Mario, how you doing here this afternoon? Doing great, Jeff. Uh, great to be here with you. Well, thanks as always for taking the time to come on. And yeah, like I said off the top, very much a hot button issue right now. How are British Columbians feeling right now in a general sense when it comes to their support for a vaccine passport? Well, we asked this question before back in March of this year. And at the time, we were really not sure if everybody was going to be vaccinated by the end of September we had a lot of questions about the vaccine rollout and how many vaccine doses would be available for Canadians and British Columbians. And at the time, we saw a majority of BC residents were in favor of the vaccine passport in specific venues. Now that we asked again earlier this month, uh, the level of support has actually risen on some of them, particularly live sporting events and also live concerts. So what we've seen over the past five months is uh, more people becoming aware of the situation and essentially believing that is the right course of action as we continue to go through the pandemic. So do they feel it's a good idea to be relying on vaccine passports to be able to go into these things? It feels like I'm, I'm hearing a bit of a mixed bag in terms of acceptance of this with most people sort of being in favor of it, but even people who are double vaxxed, not necessarily all approving. Oh, yeah, no, it's not something that is universal by any means. And, you know, this is also something that needs to be taken into consideration. I think there's definitely people who believe that this may not be the right course of action uh, because we do see a correlation in being doubly vaccinated and believing that this is the, the right way to go. But it's not uh, completely there. You know, you do have people who maybe are not vaccinated who like the passport. You have people who have been vaccinated who don't like the passport. Um, but looking at the trends, you know, what is really fascinating to me is we had a situation back in March where men were not really at the same level as women when it came to vaccine passports. We saw a significant gender gap, maybe six or ten points, uh, depending on the issue that we were testing. Mm. Now the numbers are fairly the same. So over the past five months, more men have become supportive of the vaccine passports, whereas the number of women uh, didn't really change that much because they were still there. Yeah, yeah. What about age groups, though? I feel like probably the, the older one is, the more accepting they are. I know that's not a universally, again, not, that's not something that's across the board truth but is there more acceptance among the older population based on what you have uh, gone out and found that is correct uh, the over 55 crowd and you know we need to remember that these were the first british colombians to get their first dose to get their second dose uh, they've been living uh, with the two doses of the vaccine for longer than their younger counterparts and they are more likely to believe that this is the best way to go uh, we see a little bit of resistance with the 18 to 34-year-olds, but not something that is necessarily massive. Uh, somewhat, you know, sometimes it's three out of ten. Sometimes it's a third of millennials who are saying, we don't believe that the vaccine passport is a good idea. But you have a significantly larger number who believe that it is. So 
Uh, it has a little bit to do with hesitancy to get vaccinated, but also with your age when it comes to whether you think this is a good idea or not. Now, you touched earlier on the um, idea of, of having a vaccine passport to enter things uh, like a, like an arena, right? Like to be able to go to a live sporting event. I always use hockey as the example because I'm a hockey guy, but yeah. whatever sport you want to go see, it it's applies across the board here. But what about some other places? I mean, is there differences of opinion depending on what type of facility we're talking about, be it restaurants or gyms and fitness centers? Like how does that breakdown kind of work too? Well, the numbers are uh, a little bit lower when it comes to going to the gym. Uh, it's 61% right now who believe that it's a good idea to have a vaccine passport to go to a fitness facility. This is only up one point since March, so we didn't see any movement there. Uh, the one that is quite striking is how many people believe that you should have a vaccine passport to go back to working at an office. And, and this is going to place monumental challenges on businesses that are already struggling to try to figure out what to do once the pandemic is eradicated. You know, we've seen over the past few months how many people want to continue to work from home, even if it's part-time or maybe once or, or, or uh, you know, twice a week. Uh, and now they have to figure out what to do if the employees are the ones who are saying, I'm fine going back to the office when I want to make sure that everybody I work with has been vaccinated. So it's a little bit easier to control that when you're going to the stadium to watch a live sporting event. Uh, when it comes to offices, it's going to be way more complicated. You put this poll out here today, August 26th is the date that's on this. You mentioned the last one you did in relation to this subject was in, in March, right? I don't believe there was one in between. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but no. is, there, is there a time where you're maybe planning to revisit this specific subject? Because I think as we get closer to September 13th, we might see attitudes and opinions change, especially since you know we look at the data received from the BCCDC uh, yesterday, which showed a massive uptake in people booking vaccine appointments since the news about a vaccine card came down on Monday, there was a big in increase in those willing to to register or book an appointment to get their first and second doses of a vaccine. I, I'm just curious if, if you're planning to do this again, you know, once we get towards September 13th or maybe even once that federal election comes and goes, because uh, I, I just have a strong feeling that you might find something quite a bit different between now and then. Oh, I, we definitely want to continue tracking this. You know, part of the situation here. It's the old chicken and egg problem. Uh, we were in field before the announcement that the vaccine passport was coming. So we aren't able really to measure the reaction to the announcement from the government yet. Uh, but the other thing that we see uh, is uh, that there's still a lot of hesitancy from people to go to places. You know, we only have 20% who say that they're willing to go to a live sporting event. How is the vaccine passport going to change that? Maybe the numbers will be a little bit higher or lower, but we need to get used to this. Manitoba started with this back in June, and a couple of weeks ago, they had 30,000 people watching the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So we're a little bit late to the party, but we have to continue tracking to see how BC residents feel. Yeah, for sure. And, and I'm sure, uh, you know, the number of COVID cases that we're seeing, the number of new cases on a daily basis and hospitalizations and fatalities that are occurring, you know, as those numbers hopefully decrease sooner than later, uh, maybe maybe opinions and attitudes will change quite a bit based on that information as well. So it's an ever-changing subject for sure. And, you know, it's never going to get universal support, but it always is interesting to me to see how attitudes are shifting and changing as we go through the summer. And then, uh, you know, as we approach the fall, when kids are back in school and, and the like, I mean, it's gonna. It's a. It's a weird world we're living in, isn't it, Mario? Well, what is also making it a little bit weirder is. Uh, we have acceptance for things that we can do right now. You know, we see 70% of British Columbians saying, I'm fine if I have to go to a patio. A couple of months from now, patios won't be available. You don't want to have dinner in the rain. Hey, somebody might. 
Well, I don't know. I can't speak for everybody, right? Someone might like to sit outside <laughs> when it's, you know, minus 15 out on a patio. <laughs> well, this is why we ask the questions. You know, I've, I've been in this business for a while, and I've never seen a survey that goes 100% to zero. So if you're out there and you like that, that's fine. All right. Well, thanks so much for the time, Mario. Always appreciate your insight and what you uh, are collecting here in terms of your data and your most recent polls. So thanks for this time today, and we'll definitely do it again in the future. My pleasure, Jeff. Anytime. Awesome stuff. Mario Canseco right there, the president of Research Co. Again,